0: Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews, uh, the show where we talk about different movies, different TV shows in detail. So, uh, as always, spoiler warning, um, I am Lee. And I am Chuck. Now, is the
1: spoiler warning that you are Lee?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Shocking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, what Chuck and I have been doing for the past couple months now is we've been focusing on the VidAngel series, uh, The Chosen, and unfortunately, this is the last episode that is currently available to the public, so we won't be talking about the Chosen for a little while. Still, season two comes out, but when that comes out, it's gonna be fresh. It's gonna be brand new. We're gonna go into it super, super pumped, super stoked for what um, you know what they're gonna be bringing to the table. So uh, you know, we'll we'll just keep keep our eyes out for when that's gonna happen. So this episode was called "I Am He," so. This is the whole what you no <laughs> shake
1: just, your head. no it's like yeah I am
0: he yeah he. I am he well that's it's a big deal because he's he's basically at this point finally saying it outwardly right I am he
1: no it's just it's perfectly <laughs>
0: titled for what it was oh, yeah. for the episode yeah I mean I I really enjoyed the titles that they used for Wandavision you know but biblically speaking. This makes sense here. I like it. Yeah, the
1: series finale probably wouldn't fit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not talking Revelation. Um, so, no. <coughs> Calling this, I am he is perfect. So, I, I like... I, I really like the way that they're portraying these characters because, like we talked about before, when we see, like, Simon and everybody else, like, we never thought Peter would just be like, this dude, you know, just this guy, like... Trying to swindle people and then whatever. Like, we think, oh, Peter, he was the faithful one. He was the, or, well, no, not really. I guess the rooster's crowing and all that stuff. But, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the whole point was like, these characters, the way they portray him is not what we'd expect. Matthew, we never thought that Matthew was autistic. Never. Not And no. not, not in anything that we ever read that he was. Um, so in reality, he might not have been. But then again, you think about like he could have been, and it would make a lot of sense. Right. And
1: none of these none of these disciples could be the way that they're being portrayed here, but it
0: fits so well. Yeah. And it's what makes it it was it's, it's what makes the show more interesting. It gives these characters you know it's another take on on what their lives might have been like. And and that's what we needed. We needed something like this. I think you know me personally, I can watch those Bible stories. You know, I'll watch them, I'll put them on, I'm like, yep, okay, I know I read this, this is what it is, you know, and, and no offense to the, you know, the passion, for example, but again, it was just kind of like, yeah, but the way they're doing things here, the way they've done it here, it just, it brings it so much, it brings so much more life to it. Right. Um. And for somebody who has ADD like me, it's really nice to have something that's going to ground me, kind of bring me back to it, and not let me get bored. Unfortunately... Right. You said you watched the first episode and you fell asleep, right? And I just had somebody say the same thing to me on, on my ride home today. And he's like, yeah, I fell asleep in the first episode. I'm like, D- you didn't get to the end. Right. <laughs> and that's
1: the thing with the first episode is that the first episode, you, you wait to get to the end. The rest of them, you're like, once you get drawn in in that first episode, the rest... Because every episode kind of has... But a lot of TV shows have that where it starts so drop off, in the end. And then at the end, the climax hits or... You know, and you have to wait for it. Even my dad was like, I don't know. I'm like, don't be a skeptic. Yeah. Like, I know you like action. I'm an action person myself, too. Um, And there's no action in this
0: show at all. Not yet. However, right, not yet. Yeah, Who Michael knows? Bay directed a couple episodes in the new season, so we'll see. How that goes. Along with J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> uh, the Chosen, directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, <clears throat> well, didn't they say that the the, the twenty twenty was actually just a book written by Stephen King and then adapted to a movie for by Quentin Tarantino? I have no idea. Just you know, the year twenty twenty. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Anyway, Quentin Tarantino just takes anything that could potentially be realistic
0: and he makes it not realistic not realistic. <laughs> I was just thinking about Django earlier. I'm like, he was wearing sunglasses. They didn't have sunglasses back then. And then he's dressed like Austin Powers in another scene with the blue suit with the little frilly thing. And I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Austin Powers like was not walking around back then.
1: Right. I mean you've seen Kill Bill, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the most realistic yeah. Quentin Tarantino film.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Wiggle your big toe. Anyway, see? Now we're back full circle. <laughs> the episode where, you know, get up, stand up, you know, get off your mat and... <laughs> wiggle your big wiggle toe. Your big toe. <laughs> we went... <laughs> oh, was that the episode we... we <laughs> yeah. but I fall asleep in that one? I don't know.
1: One of them.
0: Oh, we're getting off track here. Well, let, you know what? We didn't even start, so let's start. How about that? I love right, it. So, let's go for it. I
1: love it. Actually, we did start. We
0: did give the title of the episode. That's right. So. so here we are. <laughs> if you're still with us, thanks for bearing with us. It's late, later than expected. My ride bailed on me. Um, it's what you know. Yeah, what happens when you say, "Hey, you want to carpool?" And then they're not ready to leave when you are, and you're like, uh <laughs> we got to do this." So, we're late. I got my head scratcher thingy here. No, and it's staying away tonight. No, no, no. I need. No, no, it. no, no. It's, it's been no. a long day. Oh, so. Good so, Lord. this episode starts off in Canaan back in 1952. Not to be confused with 1952, like AD, uh, but this is 1952 BC, <laughs> right? So, before Christ. So, uh, about 4,000 years ago. Yeah. So, we see Jacob digging his well. All right. And it's it's funny because there's like this native guy for that land who's just like, hey, what you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm digging a well. And he's like, yeah, you're not. Uh, you're never gonna strike water here. It's like the ma- the water like goes over here and goes you know th- around the mountain, doesn't go under it. So you know you're well, not gonna get that.
1: Well, back up for a second because before that, he asks him, you know, where he's from, what he's doing. He's like, we just bought this for a hundred dollars or whatever the amount. Oh the- yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like,
0: he got ripped you off. You got ripped <laughs> off.
1: He's like, well, what would you pay? He's like. Zero. <laughs> Zero. I would pay nothing. No goats, no sheep, no cows, like, nothing. nothing. It's not worth it. Because then he goes, because the reason why is the underground river runs around the mountain, not through the mountain. Right. And then they go into the discussion of, you know, the gods in Canaan. He's like, well, we don't serve those gods. We serve the god. And he's like, well, who is his name? He goes,
0: El Shaddai. Yeah. <laughs> we don't serve their god. those gods here. <laughs> we don't serve their kind here. <laughs> but... I think it's cool because he has this whole conversation where he's going back and forth about who his God is, and he's like, okay, what's your God about? Like, what's this deal? And um, he starts talking about how um, he explains that it, it took, like, generations for the blessings to come to fruition. Because it, you know? gran- it was given to his grandpa- his grandfather, Abraham. Exactly. And so the guy's just like, wait, so you pick an invisible God whose blessings take generations, and he broke your hip? Like- <laughs> yeah, because he, he says, oh, I...
1: Have you, he goes. Oh, and he's invisible too, huh? And Jacob yeah. goes. Yeah. Well, except for this one time when we wrestled and he broke my hip. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes into. So your God makes promises that takes generations. Yep. He's invisible. And to boot, basically, he broke your hip. <laughs> yeah. And you but, chose him. Yeah. And Jacob goes. We didn't choose him. Right. And then at that point, his sons call him. Yep. He goes to the spot they're digging, and you can see water filling up, bubbling up. And he goes. He chose us. Yep. The Chosen.
0: Ah. Ah. <laughs> Maybe I should get sound effects for that instead of just making noises. But we don't have that kind of budget. <laughs> 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 so we get that. Now we're back to, you know, AD 26, and we see this woman who's at the well, now constructed, obviously, many years later. and she's, With this well-beaten a, path from the city to the well. Right. Just the one path. Right. In
1: and out. That's it. Like they obviously they had to have walked more places besides just this one straight path <laughs> back. Like yeah. it's an open field before the city was there. It was an open field. Right. Right. Um, one path. What? There was no other. <laughs> path. And you, it was perfectly straight all the way down to um, it was Samaria. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was the Samaritans. Great. And, I mean, spoiler alert, she's the Samaritan woman
0: at the well that Jesus talks <gasps> to, which we'll get to there. Oh, thank you for saying spoiler alert. because <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. I'm Lee. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so, so we got this woman, and she's basically doing this long, hot walk all the way back. She's just, like, pouring with sweat, clearly just not loving her life, but she's taking this really long walk with these jugs of water on a stick you know as she's bringing them all the way back and you look and you're like she's going quite the distance too she's not just like tired because it's hot out she's like she's she's going very far that city right. is far away from where she is
1: yeah it, it was it probably took i would guess a little over an hour or so oh to yeah walk. i
0: wouldn't mm-hmm. i wouldn't think it was anything less than
1: that and carrying two giant jugs of water right to boot
0: not the easiest thing. No, this, this looks like a, a karate kid training, you know. Right. So it's like, okay. While
1: playing The Floor is Lava the whole way back.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Difficult. Well, yeah, don't fall off that one path. The one. To stay on the path. <laughs> um, so she's going back, and then she shows up, and it's her husband who's in this house, right? Yes. Right. And we, we know the woman at the well. We know the whole thing about that. But she basically goes in there, and he's just like, he's just old, tired, and awaiting death. He's he's basically Danny Glover at this point, just like I'm getting too old for this, you know. Did, did he didn't he say a line like, um, something along the lines of, "Oh, I thought you were someone here trying, coming to finally kill me or something." Like I was hoping you'd be some a, a thief or a murderer. Right. <laughs> Great. It's just you. It's like, um, she wants to see you.
2: Yeah.
0: So she wants she wants to divorce. You know, she wants to divorce. She shows him paperwork saying I want to get divorced, and he's like, "Nope." Sorry, like, you're my property, and I don't part with my things easily. Which is awful, because she's not even living there anymore. No, nope, she's with another man.
1: And he wants proof of this. Mm-hmm. Bring him, do you want me to bring him to you? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What? <laughs> yeah, it's just, whatever. She's just done with it. She doesn't want anything to do with him. But um, <coughs> he basically takes the, the document, looks it over, goes, eh, tosses it in the fire. He's like, I'm not getting divorced. Sorry, you're my wife. You're my. You're mine. I don't and think that's he looks it's at her be.
1: as his wife,
0: though. No, or that's what I'm saying, like, you're mine. He, he said, "You're my possession. I don't part lightly with my possessions." So, we get we get there, and we just kind of see what's going on with her. She's not living uh, very. Uh, her her quality of life is not great. We see, you know, right. And he, and he even said, "It's like if you come home, if you come live with me, you don't have to go all the way up to that well. You can just use this well." She's like, "Nope, sorry, I'm not. I'm not doing that."
1: Right. And if she lived in Jerusalem. She probably would have been living in the same area as Mary. Right. Yeah,
0: because of, you know, what was going on there. Right. So, we see this, we get the little explanation of who she is and what's going on there, and then we cut over to the meal that's that we knew was happening at Matthew's. And they're just around the table. I love just this. Just joking scene. around with each other. We'll go ahead and share on it. uh, uh Matt, you see the, they're all talking, and then you see Matthew, I love it, like setting up grapes and,
1: you know, being the good old host. And he's like, first he goes to Barnaby. He's like, <laughs> I love Barnaby. You want some more to eat? You eat a lot, don't you? Or something along <laughs> yeah, those yeah. lines. Basically calling him fat.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: I'm like, this is great. And then they're talking there's a few of them going back and forth about how they about the when they were healing when Jesus healed the paralytic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the girls is talking about how they saw the Pharisee run and they almost tripped. And the blind girl who's always with Barnaby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's Shula. like She's like, (laughs) I had to laugh. (laughs) She's like, Pharisees running. Now that's something I never thought I'd see. (laughs) (laughs) She
0: she keeps making, like, blind jokes the entire time. And you
1: see Jesus over there, like, yeah, (laughs) laughing
0: with her. Like, this is great. They're having a grand old time. And as that's happened, you got Yusuf come around, right? And he starts questioning, you know, what's going on. And he's like, oh, look, there he is. And he's like, well, I would never, you know... He's basically going off like I'd never be caught dead in a tax collector's house, like because Jesus is like, oh come on in, <laughs> like what do you have to come on and join us? He goes, no, I'd never be caught dead in that. Like he's he's oppressing our people and all that stuff, and and the whole thing is he's just going. Yusuf is like, do you know what these people have done? You know, it's like I what, love if, Jesus's if, response. Oh you know. yeah, and, well his response is directly out of scripture. It's yeah. not it's not the the healthy that need a doctor. It's the sick. It's the sick. Right. And that's and it's just. It goes to show you I mean, just that one line right there is like the explanation of what it means to be a Christian. To and be so sick. many what? To be sick? No. <laughs> but recognizing like we don't just surround ourselves with people who, who dress nice and look nice and, and We're not whitewashed tombs. Right. Nice on the outside but crummy on the inside. Right. And the the whole point of it is for us to, to recognize that It's like the know, reverse Oreo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do they make reverse
1: Oreos? I don't know. White on the outside. I wouldn't be
0: surprised if they did. I mean, they they've made like you know I quadruple stuffed and they
1: <laughs> have, but they weren't. They were like the. They're not like white, but they're like those. Now you get those like the. The wafers, not the wafers, but the like the longer cookies, uh-huh. and they're like the black and the tan ones. Mm, black and tan. Black and tan. Yeah, it's a good drink. Yeah. Um They do that with the Oreo. They do the black frosting on the inside, Uh, tangent, whatever.
0: Yeah. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oreos, what? So, I mean, that's the whole thing right there is like it's not the healthy that need a doctor. It's clearly the sick. And uh, there's one line that he comes back with when he's just talking about how, oh, well, they're not doing this and they don't – they're not coming and – we, we know how much they give for their sacrifices. And he goes, oh, would you like these people better if they made proper sacrifices? Like, <laughs> it was just—it was so much, like, he's just right there saying, you guys are all hypocrites. And, like, come on, are you serious? Like, oh, okay. But you'd, you'd think they were okay if they, if they gave you enough money, right? And then like, Matthew pipes in,
1: too. Like, we're not even allowed in the temples to make sacrifices.
0: Right, right. So, like—
1: You expect this of us, basically, but but then you won't even let us in the temple to do it. Exactly, and then you get mad at us for not doing it. And I love, I love Peter more in this episode. Simon, Simon, he's still Simon. He's still Simon. Um, This episode than the rest of them because he is mouthy. Mm -hmm. He gets it. The end of this episode with Simon is amazing. Oh yeah, oh I love it. it. I love it. Especially the one line which I'm gonna just to fast forward for one second. When they're on the road. No, 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 no. We'll talk about that. Okay. We'll talk about that.
0: <laughs> that's the best part. Um, so at this point, right, they're they're all there, and they're all stepping in. And, and you can tell, like, they all have, like, a level of confidence where they're just like, we got Jesus, man. Like, right. look what's going on here. We're partying. We're having a good old time. And they're not worried about anything else that's going on. At this point, you know, where you have got the Pharisees that are stepping in and just trying to rip stuff up. Gaius comes up and shows up, and he's just like, hey, what's up? Um. even Simon at this point too he's like
1: you guys can't you know you're having trouble to say what you want to say mm-hmm. and he's getting in their faces right right which before he would never have gotten in their faces no not at all right not at all he's just living it up and you know what I Gaius you're saying Gaius walks up here and not to cut you off but then Matthew tells everybody to you know to go have a seat Yeah. he's gonna talk with Gaius for a bit I like Gaius.
0: I love Gaius. I, He's I think awesome.
1: And actually because when you read Scripture, when you see the movies and you see the TV shows or, you know, portrayals of what it was like, every Roman was a jerk. Yeah. Gaius is not. No. Gaius cares about Matthew. Oh, yeah. And he alludes to that later on yes, in the episode. With the parents, yeah. And he tries to... You can see it in his like his demeanor. Mm-hmm. But he cares about Matthew. He he honestly, truly cares about his well-being. Right. And he doesn't understand the decision that Matthew's making. But he also is like, he's, he's not doing... He's not trying to get Matthew to come back for his own well-being. Mm-hmm.
0: He, for Matthew's it He's doing it
1: for Matthew's well-being. Exactly. Not knowing what Matthew is actually doing. Right. Right. Yeah. So... so.
0: As they're talking about it and everything, he's basically asking him, he's just like, you know, why are you doing this? And he's like, you're, you're, you remember, you're Germanic, right? And your people surrendered. I'm surrendering too. Right. And it's like, ooh, okay, cool. He's, and I love that because we have to surrender ourselves to the Lord. You know, we have to. Otherwise, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. We're just showing up and, you know, moving our mouths and whatever. But they go through that. He's like, oh, well, you know, you're, you got your promotion. You know, so you're good, right? Like, what's? Why are you here? And he's just like, well, he's, he's like, you could just say thank you. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I love that. He's just like, yeah. And then you see that he's like, well, Matthew wants a favor. You know, he basically wants Gaius to to help him out with his parents there. But right. we will get there soon anyway. So I just again the the conversations between the two of them that they have they clearly have a good relationship. Right. And it's just it's it's. Refreshing to see because again, as you mentioned, Romans, we just said Roman bad. That's it. Not yeah. Romans are where they are. I mean, he's just he's just a guy doing his job. It's like you can think of uh, um, Javert from Les Miserables. I, is he the bad guy? Well, he's the he's the antagonist, right? But he's just doing his job. He's literally he's paid to track down a criminal. You can't really right. be mad at the guy for just doing what he's supposed to be doing. The the guy's technically criminal. Does he agree with why he was arrested in the first place? Probably not. Right. But he was arrested, he is a criminal, he broke parole and he's been on he's been, you know, hiding hiding out, pretending to be different people for years. You know, 30 plus years or whatever. So I mean, you've seen Les Mis, right? So you understand. Okay. But that's the point is like he's not a bad guy. He's just in the circumstance. And in that in that show, movie, whatever part He eventually went ahead and committed suicide because he's like, I don't want to capture this guy because what he's doing is something good. But if I don't capture him, then what am I? Then what's my point? It's almost like a like a robot who's just like, if I have no purpose, I must self-destruct. You know, it's like that's that's where he's at. What were you going to say?
1: I I try to rid myself of the memory of Les
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Not a fan. Uh, like... Whatever. Uh, what? Uh, whatever. I'm sorry. I was in Les Mis in high school. So, of course you were. Yeah, of course I was. It was actually one of the coolest experiences. Um, I went for Marius. I ended up getting in Jalrus, the leader of the revolution. And I had some pretty cool parts. I'll be honest. I got to basically lead all the French people to their death. <laughs> but, you know, that's why it's called the miserable ones. So... Yeah, I
1: I never understood why they would call something... like. <laughs> Les Mis, Les Miserables. Like, it means literally, basically, the the miserable ones. <laughs> yes. And that's an intriguing title to watch. <laughs> well, um, you know what's crazy? Is you're right. I was absolutely miserable watching <laughs> the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and the um, fact that it's a musical, and it's not even a... It, in my opinion, it's not even a good
0: musical. Well, it's it's an opera. Whatever. Okay, and so... the fact that they got an all-star cast, like Hugh, uh, Hugh you talking about, Yeah, you're talking about the the, the newest one. The, the newest, newest one, yeah. yeah. Well, because there was the QuiGon one. Anyway. The Qui-Gon? So, <laughs> yeah, Liam with, Neeson. With Liam Neeson. So, so the best review I've him? ever heard, I know we're going off track here, but the best review I ever heard from Le, about Les Miserables... Um, I think I shared this with you before, didn't I? No. Anyway, so it's, it's just this guy. This is right after the one with Hugh Jackman came out. And it says, went to the movies with the wife. We saw this obscure movie I've never heard of. Some, fr- some French foreign film. They must have been giving away free tickets or something because the lines were out the door. Anyway, the movie starts and Wolverine is singing his guts out. <laughs> then Catwoman starts crying and singing and it's all very moving. The only problem was the girl next to me who had apparently read the book or something starts singing along. It was really distracting. So Wolverine is on the run from the gladiator because Catwoman had a baby at Borat's house. But now she wants Wolverine to care for her. Time skip, a bunch of kids get shot, and in the end, everyone dies. Four stars. <laughs> and, and honestly, it's just, it, it's, yeah, it's an oversimplification of, of the facts. But yeah, that's pretty much what happens. Right. Um, but anyway, that's just, that's, that's where we're at there. But yes, that's what I'm kind of getting at is the you can't really blame Gaius you know because you see that he's got a heart right you see that he has a heart for Matthew and he wants to he's just doing his job but in that he's like I mean I'm I'm interested in seeing um I I hope that he continues being a part of this of the series Who, I, Gaius? Gaius I,
1: and, yeah and, I don't see I, why he
0: wouldn't be he's at, still in that district right <clears throat> right but he's not doesn't have that like direct job tie with Matthew anymore but I'm I'm hoping that he, we continue to keep seeing growth in him. I think something's going to happen with him where he's going to maybe cover something up for Matthew at some point and try to right. help in a way, but we'll, we'll see how that turns out. I hope there's no repercussions with this one. Yeah, so. Well, Did you hear him totally miss that yesterday? <laughs> I, I said that. it, and he's just like, yeah, and then I'm like, wow. I'm driving <laughs> to work, and I'm cracking up <laughs> laughing. I'm sitting
1: there going, Will, come on. Really?
0: (laughs) And I'm like, did you not hear me? I had to repeat it. So those of you who didn't listen to the episode talking about WandaVision, Will kept talking about repercussions, repercussions. And I'm like, yeah, well, you don't want to challenge death to to a pillow fight unless you're ready to handle the repercussions. And you only
1: said it once, and I'm sitting there in my truck on the way to work, hysterically (laughs) laughing because Will's just talking the rest of the time as if (laughs) – Nothing was said, and I'm sitting there going, I wish this was, I wish you guys were live because I would call in and make fun of Will to his face. Like, hello, Reaper Cushions? How did you not get that? <laughs> Reaper Cushions. It's a horrible, horrible dad joke. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the fact that I'm a dad kind <clears> of, <throat> excuse me, the fact that I'm a dad kind of caught on to it oh, way yeah. too quickly. Well,
0: do you know what You know what makes a joke a dad joke, right? What makes a joke a joke? You to be a dad. When it becomes a parent. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we are. Anyway, um, so Nicodemus is getting ready for a ceremony. You know, basically, they're giving him, like, this big send-off and, and everything. And his wife is just basically, again, I, I want to go home. I want to go home. We need to go home. So get your head in the game, dude. Like, we're going to leave, you know, and... She's just reminding him the importance of family and being home and, you know, him leading the Shabbat dinner and everything. And he's—does does God call us to the hard roads? You know, is that—it's like, that was the question he was saying. He's like, you know, there's this is easy stuff, but do you think God calls us to do the hard things? You know, and that's, you know, the whole thing. Like— things aren't just going to be super simple and right. easy. This is something we know we we deal with it. God uh, Jesus never said that our lives were going to be easy. But he he did promise that that we would have the Holy Spirit <laughs> to to be there right. to to empower us to push us and we can have that relationship with our God, our Father. So and this right here and this next part
1: though is I'm guessing is where it made it difficult for Nicodemus to do what he was—because I think he was actually planning on mm.
0: meeting up with Jesus. I think he was 50-50 the entire time.
1: I think he was 50-50, leaning more towards going, until his wife said, I'm, I love our life. Right. Take me back to it. Right. And then he goes, oh,
0: Yeah, I love our life, too. Right. And you could see it in his face. Well, because he's thinking about all the people he would let down if he just bailed on them. Right, but Jesus had already told Mm him what you'd be giving up. Exactly. What you're going to gain, what
1: you're giving up, is so much greater. Right. And I think a part of it, Nicodemus believed that. Yeah. But, you know, even in our own lives, how much do we, are we afraid to give up because what we're looking at, you know, we can't see beyond that when Jesus is like, I got so much more for you. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you fast forward a little bit to where, you know, Nicodemus is seeing everything happening, and you see him just sitting there. Just you can see him being ripped apart on the inside and just weeping. And yeah,
0: it, it just oh, yeah. it, it's, it's, it, it it's, broke my heart. Oh yeah, no, it was it was a huge huge part. You know, especially at the end. Um, you reminded me of a, of an image I saw a while ago. It was, it was a little animation, just a a quick little drawing. And it was um, Jesus is, is, you know, kind of like leaning over to a little girl. And she has a teddy bear She has her a hand. teddy bear. With a tiny, big one behind yeah. his back. Yes. So <laughs> she's got this little tiny teddy bear, and she is just holding on to it. No, I'm not going to. He's like, just give it to me. Come on. And he's got this massive teddy bear that he wants to give her, but she's unwilling to give up the little one right. because she doesn't trust that he's, you know, what he's saying is, I've got something better for you. Just let me have that one. You just got to trust me. Yeah, and that's it's a it's a beautiful image, and it's I think about that you know weekly, you know, or multiple times a week because it really helps me kind of just imagine what it's like. I'm like, oh, you've got something better for me. I just have to let go and right. And when you look
1: at last week's episode, to even this week's too, and you're and you're comparing Matthew versus Nicodemus,
0: they both had a lot to give up. Right. (laughs) But Matthew was (laughs) here. You go. Here we go. (laughs) Let's do it. I mean, he was confused and confused and confused until he realized. He was oh. like, this is real. This is something, and I, I want it, you know? Well, Nicodemus is confused and confused and confused, and he realized that it's real. Because he even
1: has a conversation with Schmeagel about it. Schmeagel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling him Schmeagel from Whatever. <laughs> here on out. Um, you know he believes that he is the Christ. Yeah. It's just, there's a, but that's the difference between knowing he is the Christ and accepting him as Christ. Um, And I think that's a huge, you know, turning point in this country, too, is a lot of people in our country say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. I believe in Jesus. Yeah, I believe Jesus is God, but do you believe in him for your own life? Do you accept him into your heart? And that's, Matthew did that. Nicodemus did not get to that point. Right. And he wasn't able to because the physical was too too large to let go for him.
0: Yeah. It's just it's it's a it's a it's a heartbreaking scene. Actually this whole episode is heartbreaking because there are definitely parts in our life in our lives that, you know, we can sympathize with that. We understand what it's like to fight with it, say, No, I I need to hold on to this because X Y Z, you know, whatever reason it is, like whatever our our attachment is to these things, we are unwilling to give them up. Right. Um, you know, in order to receive, but you know, it's just it's it's a great way to to show it here. Um, so anyway, we get this whole thing. We got Quintus, right? <laughs> Quintus is um, mad. He is so mad, and the way he's he's talking about this, is they go, "What was this?" He's like, first he's going off on. You know, Herod's con- uh, convoy was was delayed because of this this mob in the street. It's like, yeah, that was everything was cool until the Romans just suddenly started throwing their swords around out of nowhere. It's like, what? I don't even know how that happened. It was it was so quick. I don't even remember. Like, I didn't see what started. It just seemed like they were just suddenly upset and started throwing their swords around. Are you saying you were? You're saying me? I don't. Yeah. No, that was
1: when um, Schmiegel started throwing a fit in the window. Yeah, Yeah, I know. And then he was like, he was calling the the Romans over, saying, this guy, come arrest this guy. Yeah. And everyone started freaking out. And then the Romans pulled their swords. Yeah. But it's funny. It's like, because Quintus starts questioning Gaius here, and Gaius is answering as little as possible.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. He's like, oh, yeah, so i got to get the replacement over here. And he's like, replacement, why? And he's like, oh, <laughs> train a replacement for Matthew. Oh, okay. Like, what's that? He's like, well, he left. And he just Quintus just, like, stops. Just
1: give me the whole story and don't make me ask any more questions. Yeah, he's
0: like, I don't like this. He's not happy. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. I— And then at the end, when he's talking about, you know, Jesus, he's there. He's just like, oh, I really don't like that man. And it gives a good explanation as to why the—
1: like. Why, why Quintus wouldn't like him?
0: Oh yeah, because he that took was, his best guy. He took
1: his best guy. It's not because he thinks that he's the god, uh, he's the f- uh, he's God, or he thinks he's this, or he thinks he's that. It's solely because one, this guy is causing trouble. Mm-hmm. But more, more than that, like he's taking the people that work for me, and like Quintus, like uh, Gaia said we had there was no we couldn't do anything no contractual because he obligation. was because yeah, he, he was a, he was a um contractor exactly yep. so we couldn't do anything what could we do right and you just you're going to start seeing i think you're going to see more quintus moving forward too hmm okay yeah we'll see solely because i can't like he's going to be the villain of the of season 2 mm
0: well <clears throat> yeah
1: We shall see. I mean he's got the bald head. He's got the veiny. He's Doctor E he's (laughs) Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. (laughs) (laughs) I want one billion gajillion dollars. Oh man. No, I just I can see he's gonna make the he's gonna be I think he's gonna be the villain in season two. I mean Well the the main Villain? Could it be Satan?
0: There's the main villain there? Who? who... Oh, oh yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> I, 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 get you. I get you. So, um, hey, yes, I, I'm excited to see what what happens with it. I mean, it's just I, I don't know. Well, I can't say I don't know where they're going with it because I've read the Bible. So. The Titanic sank. What? <laughs> I, I still, I, I'm still floored by. <laughs> You ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, for those who don't remember that story, basically, uh, Chuck was uh, going to see Titanic in the theater, and he was saying to his dad in line, "I I can't wait to see how they you know how they shoot the how they they sink the Titanic and how they do it in the movie." And the guy behind him was just so upset that Chuck ruined the movie for him. It's like, wait. Do you not know that the Titanic was a a real ship that sank, sank. and that's why this movie is existent? Like what do you, Titanic Two? Did you hear about Titanic Two? Yeah, it's a Titanic Two. Yeah, they're making one, or they made one. They made it. <laughs> that's crazy. Yep. Anyway, so Jesus and his disciples are packing up, and uh, Simon is afraid to basically leave Eden alone with his with her sick mother. And Jesus picks up right right away. He's just like, yeah. um, I um, love this. And when he actually,
1: and Peter's like, just read my mind. You know what I'm already thinking. Yeah. And then Jesus tells him, they're having a conversation, Jesus tells him, and he goes, but everybody already knew this. Right. It doesn't take the wisdom of God to figure this out. Yeah. you You see Simon look around at all the guys in the camp, and they're
0: all like, yeah, 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 we yeah, we kind of get it. <laughs> so we're going to set that up just to see like that's what's going on. I know you're worried about this and, you know, we know we know what's going on, dude. Like, well, He's oh. like, "I'm
1: the only one who's married out of the whole crew." Right. So I have responsibilities with the rest of these guys. Don't have where Jesus goes basically saying, "You think I don't know that?" Yeah. Like in a roundabout
0: way, you think I don't know that? <laughs> that was, that's like, that's like. So we were uh, we were shooting this genuine Christianity cl- uh, class at the church, and one of the guys there, one of the interns, um, he's like, you know, my age. He's one of the older interns, and he he sees that the camera cameras there because we're recording it, and he gets up, and gets up in the face. Like as soon as we start rolling, as soon as the class starts, he just gets up, and like gets all up in the grill of the guy on camera. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Like all Mark Wahlberg on him. And it was funny so Steve who was who was teaching the class, he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, uh, "Why is this guy up here with the camera?" And he's like, because uh, they're recording the class." And he's like, "Well, what's he what's he do? He's like, "Do you think I didn't know he was here?" Like <laughs> Steve's response was hilarious and I'll never forget how funny it was. And he's like, "He's up here with the camera." He's like, "Yeah, I know, like, I I clearly see him here, I clearly know they were recording, why, why are you making a thing out of it? But it was, it was like, hey, what do you think you're doing, uh, recording? It was funny, because the guy, the guy who was recording was just like, he's looking over at me, like, am I doing something wrong? Like, he's, he's smiling, like, laughing about it, like, what's this guy's problem? Anyway, yes, that's the whole thing, it's like, yeah, do you think I didn't know that? Yeah, clearly Jesus knows. Right, Jesus knows. Knows. Um, <laughs> that's another funny thing too. There's a picture. It's uh, that my girls had. They had up on the fridge said Jesus knows. So I did. I drew a recreation of it and then put an arrow pointing to his nose and just wrote Jesus knows. N-O-S-E, N-O-S-E. <laughs> The girls thought it was funny. My wife came home and she's like, Ah, okay, clever. <laughs> Dad jokes. So Nicodemus and Shmuel are there and they have. This- there's this whole conversation where basically they're they're saying oh congratulations good for you thank you so much for being here and he starts off with this conversation saying, oh man you know I'm so glad you were here um, thank you for you know teaching me you taught me so much you taught me so much that I'm gonna go off and do this I might even come and teach over there where you are and, and, and so Nicodemus is clearly like, all right what do you what are you on about right now like what what, what are you doing? he's like don't get, don't get ahead of yourself. What are you all high about right now? And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to be getting into some different types of law that I'm really interested in, specifically uh, false prophecy. You know, that's his new interest and focus at this point. And then he's it's just, he's like, what's the deal? And so Shmuel reminds him, he's like, the man claimed to be God, and you said nothing. Yeah, and it's just the whole thing is they're going back and forth about everything else, and he's like, the law is God. Oh, okay. Religion? Yeah, he basically said right there, the law is God. You just said basically (laughs) say,
1: he literally said, yeah. And the law is God.
0: Yeah. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Big old pile of nope. Um, and so after this whole thing goes on, and he's just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight you. Go ahead and do what you're gonna do. I'm not gonna petition against you. Go ahead and do what you're going to do. But just remember, you've learned nothing from me. So, yeah, and it was just, all right. So we see that, you know, Shmuel's going to be like the big, you know, Pharisee bad. Uh, but, okay. We get over to Eden's mother, who's clearly not not doing any better. She's doing worse yep. than she was. She's, like, just, you know, coughing up a lung. Um, Jesus shows up. And he has this conversation with Eden. And she's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's funny. She walks in. Or well, he walks in, she goes, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you say that too if Jesus just walked in? <coughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> there
1: she's, you are. It's funny because they said it like, it's almost punny.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he comes in She and she's just kind of floored like, oh, what are you doing here? I wasn't expecting you. He goes, yeah. Most people aren't when I come around, <laughs> right? Oh, so good, so good. So um, then he starts like thanking her. He's like, "You, you know, you saw it first. She's like, "Huh? What I saw in Simon, you know, y- you saw what I see in him, and that's awesome, right. you know." And then he says, "He's like, listen, you guys are you're married, you're one flesh, and he can't make sacrifices that are not also your sacrifice."
1: And uh, this right here, again, as the conversation continues too. I love how he's just a guy mm-hmm. playing around, because he goes on. He's like, <laughs> it would be real. Like, I want to have Simon there, but mm-hmm. imagine having a worried
0: Simon. Yeah, guy. he says, this, "Normal Simon is difficult enough. You think I want to travel with a worried Simon?" Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just the way he does it again it's like he knows people right and he's and he's relational with them and it's like he's again he's joking just like the you know the four left feet thing and everything else it's like let's see if you can dance like it's just it's so cool to see this right and but but again it's not unbelievable right it's not so like something well, that you couldn't believe. Like, oh, they're just playing with it and making it funny. Well, the
1: thing is, though, is what we've been saying this whole time is it shows the humanity, the humanity of Christ. Exactly. And what's cool is you, towards the end of this episode, you start to see more of the divinity of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. But you see it through the lens of his humanity. Right. Versus seeing his humanity. Versus the lens of his divinity. Right, right, right. Which makes it almost harder to see his humanity. But when you see his humanity first, and then you see the divinity come after the fact, it's easier to see, because now you're like, oh, one, I can relate with this guy. Right. And then, because I can relate so well with him, the things he can do, wow. And even with, you know, the Samaritan woman with this, you you can just see even her she's like wow but we'll get to that part but then Simon and Andrew yeah was it Andrew that came in with them yeah yeah they come in and they're like yeah we're gonna go take we're gonna go into town and take care of these nets yeah we're gonna sell these nets make some money to, so that we can, so that you and um his mother in law can have Dasha, some money yeah can have some money while they're gone and Jesus is like
0: no. I want you to stay here for a few. It's like, no. I, he's like, we got to do something first. So he goes in there, and um, he he goes and sees Dasha, who's laying on the bed, and, she, and he just he sits there and quietly prays and just looks and goes, leave her, and she just gasps, pops up, and she's like, oh, who, who are, are you? you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. Right. He's <laughs> like,
0: who are you? <laughs> oh. No one move. I'll be right back with some drinks. <laughs> and she just jumps up out of bed and starts, and it's like, what? So she had a demon. And he just said leave her. Just well she was sick. She and he was, sick. was just he was committing to sickness to leave her. Yeah, well the sickness could have been
1: It could have been it, demonic, yeah, but I think it, it could've just been. been a a disease of some sort that was
0: ravishing her body. And he was just like, Nope, sickness be gone. Well, you know, I think too, I mean, we see that even in our regular life that there are certain things where Something will be will be there as a roadblock in order to keep us from having a relationship with Jesus, right? Right. There's tons of things that, that try to distract us from it, um, try to derail us when we're on our on a good path, whatever path of righteousness, if you will. And that's what I was kind of seeing here. Like this is this is a uh, a stumbling block or something that's going to cause Simon to pull back. You know, he has all these worries. He has all these things, and Jesus is like, no, nope, sorry not happening. We're going to take care of this before we go anywhere. That way you don't have to worry about it.
1: Or you can even look at it that way, too. The way I was looking at it was was it done for Simon and Eden? Yeah. But at the same time, how blind was she that she didn't even know Jesus until he brought healing into her life? Right. Right. How blind are we? <clears throat> yeah. How sick are we until God goes, leave him. Right, leave her. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we're like, "Oh wow, who are you?" Right. Oh, you're Jesus. Oh, you're God. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: do you like goat cheese? <laughs> Does your friend like goat cheese? I love goat cheese. <laughs> I thought that was great. Just, I mean, again, it was it was comedic the way they did it. Was great, and you
1: can see it in his face too, because he's like, he's like, "Okay, should we go get some goat cheese?" Basically, like, "Let's go." We're we don't want to wait. We don't want to. Basically, saying. We don't want to make her mad. Yeah. Let's let's go. Yeah, <laughs> he understands the position of mom. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and even though it's not <clears throat> his mom, he's still like, you yeah. know what? We need to show her respect. Mm-hmm. I'm in your house. Let's go. Yep. We don't <laughs> want to. Let's go have some goat cheese. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we get that, and basically, you get um, Eden just say just being like, "Thank you for obeying and following him." You know. She's just so happy that that Simon is is doing this, you know. Well, he she said thank you for this and he's yeah. like for what? Yeah. And then to your point, he's like yeah. she goes
1: for obeying Jesus and following Jesus because you obeying and following Jesus brought him here
0: mm-hmm. which led to his to her mom being healed. Exactly. So cool. Which is so cool. Um so then we get we get the well woman. she basically goes in we don't serve your kind here (laughs) (laughs) pretty much exactly she's going to the market and the the guy doesn't even look at her but it's the second time we're quoting that today just it's funny because i think i saw something recently again that was cutting that scene in there we don't serve their kind um but she's just there and it's like you won't even look at me like why don't you look at me like i could steal all this stuff and you wouldn't care because you're not looking and he's just like She walks away, and the guy like checks really quick to see if she took anything, and then that's whatever. She's like, "Fine." Jeez. Want some jawa juice? So
1: the only time they go into a bar where they're not asked to actually leave, in that whole saga. Okay. You 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 know what I'm talking about? No, I'm trying to figure out when. So, when which movie? Attack of the Clones. Oh. When
0: Mm Obi-Wan has the dart. Yeah. And he goes and talks to... Want to buy some death sticks? You don't wish to sell me any death sticks? Uh, I don't wish to sell you (laughs) any death sticks. Nope. I want to go home and rethink my life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nope. That's when they're chasing the shapeshifter. Oh, right, 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 right. This is, he's going into the, he goes into the diner. Oh, the diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's asking what's his name for the, where the dart, because the desk scene led to the dart, right? Right, which right. led to him having the dart, which led to the diner. Yeah, you didn't say you said bar. I thought. So oh, not, he's not a. a, it's, a
0: it's a diner.
1: Diner bar totally place where they things. serve
0: people. Yeah, depends on how big your bucket uh, book is. <laughs> <laughs> that character was interesting. I like that they they modernized him a little bit, but yeah, I mean, four arms. Yeah, whatever. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. But anyway.
1: Yeah, but when they said that, though, that's my mind went straight there. And not to the new one, to the original one. Mm-hmm. When they're kicking C-3PO and R2-D2 out. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. A New Hope. So um, we get this whole thing. right. Oh, I, I wrote it wrong. But this whole thing with um, Quintus where he's just basically, by order of Rome, religious gathering outside of the synagogue and the, the religious school is prohibited. You know, basically he he wants to pull Jesus in for questioning at this point. But he's he's putting this He's like, this is a law now because we're not having this happen. And he's because... gonna write it down in
1: each of the languages so that no one has an excuse that exactly. they don't know it.
0: Yeah, he wants to make sure that it's like I'm putting this up there and we're gonna we're gonna enforce this because I can't have this guy messing up my life.
1: Kinda like Daniel. <gasps> hmm. hmm. No one can pray except mm-hmm. to these specific gods, and if mm. you do, you get tossed into a den of lions. It's all
0: just a little bit of history repeating. Down to brown, no. Down. Remember that song? No. I think it was in something about Mary. It was. It was. A, it was an interesting song. Anyway, that was an interesting movie. <laughs> yeah. <Well. laughs> Yeah, that was it. Was a montage scene where uh, where Healy there was like spying on people and remember, with the some, teeth. Those are
1: some of the worst parts of the
0: movie. <laughs> the <It> was ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, we've got this montage of every. He's awful. Cameron Diaz, not your best stuff. <laughs> Whatever. I mean say it isn't so was another one that was like that though. You would be sick, man. Anyway. <laughs> Not proud to say I watched that movie. <laughs> Fetch my getaway sticks, Daddy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Let me save your life. Don't ever watch that movie. Yeah. Okay. So we have this montage. I call it a montage, even though it's slow of basically everybody preparing for their next, you know, venture. You know, what they're about to do. You've got Nicodemus packing up. You What's the the kissing of the... Of the door? The door. Yeah, she was just...
1: I I love this house. They all did it. Oh, they all did it? Every single one of them, except for... Yeah, all the ones following Jesus did it. Mm. They all did it at one point. That's what I saw. Every single one of them did it.
0: Yeah. Well... I didn't notice that. I noticed it once just with Mary. but Mary did it. Simon did it. Andrew did it. Now, did you notice how many times Matthew locked the door? I did not catch that. Once. He once and walked right off the bat. Because before, when we saw him flustered, he did it like seven more times because he always does it. But he locked it once and then was just like done. Like he didn't even, he barely hesitated. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was really cool. Because he's look just for like, he's. Time. he is sure he knows what he's doing. He's following Jesus and he's like pumped about it. And then um as they're all preparing, they're over by the fountain that or you know, wherever that was it was they're meeting up at, and Nicodemus is hiding around the corner. And the question is like, is he gonna go? Is he gonna or is he just gonna sit there and see him off from a, his little hiding point? And now, then, we all so, know
1: he's not going to go. Oh, right. I mean, if you've read scripture.
0: Right. But you're you still sitting there going, oh, "I hope he goes, go, just go, just like, go." Just, but but then people would be like, "Hey, this isn't like scripture. Like, this isn't like a Tarantino film <laughs> where it's like, that's not how Hitler died. It's like it's like it's like Disney changing Maleficent, making her the
1: good. Like, have you seen Maleficent? I will not. So Disney writes." What is it? Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. where Maleficent is like the worst villain in Disney history, mm-hmm. and then they make Maleficent with Angelina Jolie, and she's the good guy, nah. and the queen and king are the bad pe- are the bad guys, and it's like, is that really what they did? Hundred percent. Oh, like like Disney, you ruin you you ruined your own story. Yeah. Why? Well, and, I, we and at know the why. end of Maleficent, when Sleeping Beauty touches the the spindle, yeah, because that part still happened, and she was put into her sleep. The prince comes over, and gives her true love's kiss. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Maleficent walks over, kisses her on the cheek. She she wakes up.
0: So this, uh, I mean, because can...
1: Maleficent actually raises her
0: right well so here here's what it comes down to and it's it's the reality of it as much as i want, i don't want to point at certain production companies and be specific about it but the way the media is right now is they are desensitizing us to allowing to accepting evil right and it's another reason why i'm not very happy with what they're doing with with Wanda Maximoff because right. they're bringing in this witchy stuff and it's like she's a witch and i'm like witch Okay. I mean, I guess on this podcast, we are talking about truth. So it makes sense that we can actually discuss this. And it's, I mean, it, it, which is, you know, it's, it's a pagan. It's evil. It's, it's not of, it's not of the Lord. So therefore, it's not good. Right. You know, nothing good comes from, you know, <laughs> from anything else of us. It's all from, from God. So in here, it's like we're seeing these, these shows, these movies. And I've been saying it for a long time where you have these, the the bad guy in a movie, and lately these bad guys we've been seeing in movies are very relatable, and they've been doing that forever. I mean Heath Ledger's Joker, I mean he had some valid points as to why he was the way he was and why he was doing the things he was doing. Yeah, but um, having valid points to why you do things doesn't make you relatable. I, no, 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 no. But, but he his points were because if you could relate to Heath Ledger's Joker, no, no, no I'm saying we
1: have a whole other conversation <laughs> of our friendship to talk about. No, no.
0: <laughs> My point is like you understand. Like obviously he went about things the very wrong way, but his ideas were very valid. People are greedy. People will do anything to uh, to take care of themselves and not for other people. Well, every villain throughout history that we've seen does that, but. Here's the thing. It's like imagine, imagine, imagine something that's going to paint Hitler as, as the guy who was the good guy. I mean, to him, he probably was the good guy. He was. I right. mean, nobody, nobody goes off and does things saying, ha, ha I'm a bad guy.
1: Well, what and, movie, and, and what let, movie was it where they said, you know, <laughs> you know, what is good and what is evil? You know, what is good depends on what point of view you're looking at it from. Right. What movie was that from? I don't recall. It's going to bother me I'm going to fall asleep tonight And probably wake up at like Three in the morning and go That's the movie All right, text me Just text me At 3am? Yeah If I actually wake up and do that Yeah, well, I mean, you text me I'm not
0: going to get it I'm going to have my watch silenced But anyway Okay Yeah, but to to
1: that point though Is Yeah, I can understand It's like you
0: can sit there and say Yeah, I can understand Why somebody would do this Does it make it right? No. No. But the, but the point is that's what they're trying to show us in a lot of media today is that the bad guys have valid points. And it and makes you can, it right. And, it and, justifies and it, it. It justifies it. We're justifying right. evil. And that's that's what I'm getting at here is like there's a big justification of evil that we see in stuff like Maleficent and, and whatever else. Um, pirates. Pirates are generally bad guys. We watch Pirates of the Caribbean and they're showing another side of pirates. Okay. I can take that. But then we get then we can go to something else. Um I'm just yeah. I'm listening. We can go to something else. I mean Batman is a vigilante, right? Is he a bad guy? Well, he's a vigilante. He's he's t- doing he's taking justice in his own hands. Justice. <laughs> and um basically he's he's technically a criminal. Can you do it in the different voices now? <laughs> <laughs> No, I was thinking about, remember the kid who did that? It was it was a video of a kid. The kid must have been, like, 12 or 13 years old, and he had, like, the best, like, guttural Batman, like, Christian Bale Batman voice. I haven't seen that. Oh, it, this is years ago. This is really, really early. On. I'm talking, like, the first season of Tosh.0 oh, it came out. I up. think
1: the other one you showed me is the best.
0: Where are the drugs? Where are the other drugs going? <laughs> hey, where are the other drugs going, huh? Um... <clears throat> Where are the—oh, sorry, that's Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Anyway, no. um, How do we get to vigilante Batman? Okay, so the whole point with that, though, is technically he's a criminal. Technically he's a bad guy, but he's doing it for the right reasons. Okay, we can take that. We can accept Batman, Spider-Man, these vigilantes, these people who do stuff like that. Let's go further with it. Okay, how about Dexter? He's killing murderers. He's a murderer who murders murderers. Boondock Saints. There we go, Boondock Saints. For years, we've been justifying criminals, saying what they're doing is for a good cause, therefore they're the hero in this story. And now we've got straight up taking the enemy from a a classic Disney movie and turning them into the good guy and switching the whole around. It's like, whoa, okay. Like, this is where media is going today. So for us to have a show like The Chosen that's actually showing us truth and it's making huge. it super entertaining is awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing because they're not deviating from from Scripture. They are taking some liberties and adding some elements that we might not have thought of. And it's just like, oh, cool. You know, again, like I said, like Matthew's character and, you know, his his abilities and how that is. It's like, whoa, that's a real big deal. We never—I feel like we never really got a story of who Matthew was. Or any of them. Right. Aside from maybe Paul. <clears throat> right. Right. Like, we have a lot more there, but, like, all of these disciples, we've never really seen a backstory for them. Right. But everything we're seeing in here, like, there's nothing that goes against what we do know about and them. it's character building. Exactly. And they're doing a great job. They're tying it in. They're pulling us in, and they're, and they're hef- helping us understand, you know, the relationship that Jesus had with the people in his life. Right. And that's what's so cool. So anyway, as they're all saying their goodbyes and everything, <laughs> we've got Nicodemus around the corner. Is he going to go? And Jesus just kind of says out loud, knowing Nicodemus is clearly right around the corner, he's like, Is there anyone else? Like, nice and loud. This is twice. Yep. Anyone coming? Is there anyone else? And then he looks down and Nicodemus left them a little bag of gold. So he's like, Hmm. And Nicodemus just balls his eyes out. He's done. He's just, he's done.
1: He knows that what he is doing, he knows, this is the crazy part, he knows that he's making the wrong choice. He knows it,
0: yeah, but he's making the easier choice,
1: but he's still but that's why he is broken the inside. he knows he's like, "I know I'm choosing my wife, and I'm choosing my life over this, and I know I'm doing the wrong thing, yeah, but I have no other choice basically
0: well i'm I'm really wondering if he's, if he's going to be involved at all anymore. I really hope that. Well, I don't think he's going to be. I hope that something. Yeah, I mean,
1: you don't really hear about him after he no in scripture.
0: No, and, but uh, it's and it's just it's sad because he was so great in this season. Yeah, but I I hope they have some kind of something where we kind of see him like still wrestling with it when he goes back home, and then you know at least just kind of like hearing about the news and stuff like that and being somehow involved, right. not directly connected. I mean, because
1: but... we're, we're probably gonna see Schmeagle more. Oh jeez.
0: Um, I would rather see Nicodemus more than Schmeagle, but I know, but I'm telling you, he's going to be the first one that says crucified. Oh, of course. Of course. So it, Jesus looks up and just, again, knows he's right there. He's like, you came so close.
1: And, the, and Mary was like, what? Yeah. What are you talking like, about?
2: Like,
0: what? Who? Uh, just nothing, nothing. <laughs> Moving on. So um, <laughs> Simon looks over at Matthew. He's like, are uh, you going to wear that? like what are you wearing he's like my clothes he goes you gonna wear that on a trip okay he's like that's, that's all I got man <laughs> like that's what I got should I wear something different yeah and you know Nicodemus just continues to weep you know and it's just heartbreaking oh it's heartbreaking I mean that's the, the two big things that get me I guess it's always just him you know just to see somebody who's you know with his level of wisdom with his level of just understanding of so many things and then his his utter confusion and excitement and like just wonderment and avari is just such an amazing actor in this part oh he's phenomenal and it's fun I mean he's been he's been acting for years um since I'm the surprised Ur- they actually got him to because he's not like a small no well I mean He's not he, You see him in stuff But we've never seen him As a, uh, as a lead character in He's, always, he's, always, he's a support, always a side he's character He's always a supporting actor As mm-hmm. he is in this mm-hmm. um, He was an Encino man He was one of the uh, the, the convenience store clerks Really? Yeah No in the juice <laughs> When they were when <laughs> Two they were, and a half minute <laughs> when, they,
1: when they were sucking down the uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah The Slurpees Yeah He's like Wee's in the juice. (laughs) I love that movie. That was him? Yeah, he was in it. He was in that, Mr. Deeds, The Mummy. He's been in a ton of stuff.
1: Well, The Mummy, I realized. Yeah. Yeah, he's the um, library owner guy. Yeah. um, The Mummy mm -hmm. in Mr. Deeds.
0: Yeah, he was, for here am I (laughs) sitting in a tin can. Like he was singing... Ground control, the major, t- the space oddity, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember him in um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you know, so man, yeah. So he is fantastic in this, and to see, um, it hits me so much because of again, his his level of knowledge and his understanding of everything, and just to see how much he's gone through, and then to see him fall into Jesus's arms, and and receive that hug and that in that other episode, invitations, um, and then. To see him here, where he's weeping again, because he he knows what he's giving up, like you right. said, like he knows what he's what he's deciding to do, and he knows that he's making a selfish a selfish choice, um, and it's just it, it is heartbreaking. I mean, it's Cause, like,
1: I mean, he could have done the exact same thing mm-hmm. and shown the exact same emotion, almost, and he turned the tables because mm-hmm. he could be crying and weeping over giving up. His position, right? And everything, and realizing this hurts. The difference would be if he had chosen the other way, that feeling would be replaced with something else,
0: right? In this case, it'll mm. never be replaced. No, no, but that's not true because we've been able to accept Jesus and he's not walking on this earth like that in a body in an earthly body. So, no, if
1: we if, but the same thing applies to us though if we choose to go our own way and live the life that we have and not follow Jesus and we know that we know that we know that like Nic- like like Nicodemus did um that it's the right decision and we find ourselves weeping because we made the wrong decision mm-hmm. and we're knowingly making the wrong decision we're there's it doesn't get better right but if we flip our lifestyle, and we follow after him, we could weep that we're
0: going to lose something that we have now, Mm -hmm. but it will get better. Right. So... But the thing is, we still don't know what happens to him later on, because at the, you know, um, basically the Great Commission, at that point, when he comes back and he's just like, here, live this, and, and, you know, spread the gospel, we don't know what happened to Nicodemus. It's not in Scripture, but he might have you know realize what it was and and Hopefully. turned. Yeah. And that's what we can hope because what Jesus did it's it's it was to, you know, to f- for the past, the present, the future, all of it. Right. So, who's to say that Nicodemus didn't um get saved? Right. You know? He he might have, but we but it won't be in direct connection with Jesus Christ the living walking man. So, that's we know that but I I'm, I'm I'm hoping that they still keep Eric Avari around for it. It we would see be nice. some more. Um just because it, he was built up so much and just to see him gone. I want to see a little bit more of a struggle and I want to see him, you know, get to a point where he's like from his position where he is backing up Jesus. I think it would
1: be nice but I I personally don't think he'll be in season 2. Yeah, I know. We'll see. So it'd be cool if they brought some other
0: big name into season 2. Mm um Schwarzenegger I, th- I was thinking Stallone actually but both of them
1: That'd be great if Schwarzenegger came in and Jesus heals him <laughs> I got a tumor
0: <laughs> <laughs> No you don't <laughs> It's not a tumor Yay <laughs> That would be just
2: one scene <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> that would be beautiful. That would be horrible. <laughs> it would be awful. I mean, it it would be funny, but then we'd have to, you know, burn that copy of that episode and just never let it come see the light of day because it's just it's too goofy. If we want to make things goofy, we'd make uh, year one. <laughs> oh, jeez. Back to year one. Anyway, so Gaius goes to Matthew's parents, and he's basically he's like. <laughs> I love he's like, uh, I don't know, this guy just said to follow follow him. Follow him where? I, I, I don't know. He just said follow him. He said he was going to follow him. That's what he's doing. That's all he said. And his dad's like, do you even know Matthew? Yeah. And Gaius is like. Tch. I thought I did. <laughs> no, he's like,
1: do you? Yeah. Like, do you, like, because Gaius has actually had more of a relationship with Matthew than his parents have. Right. So Gaius does know him. Better right at this at this point yeah and he's like do you know what's going like do you even know your own son and they know him enough that when he makes a decision it's
0: a it's a calculated decision right it's not irrational yeah so that's why they're trying to figure like what did he actually say what did he tell him he's like nothing he just said follow me that's it but (laughs) he's there to basically drop off the key to the house and the dog and the way that they reveal it is really funny like I'm not taking that he's like I don't I don't care what you do with it. Burn, burn the house sell, like, the sell the house it
1: Give it away Burn it and yeah. he him, He's like Please no, don't I, burn don't it Don't
0: burn it Just don't burn it and He's like <laughs>
1: I have another gift for you And it's outside So he walks outside And before <laughs> they reveal the dog You see these You they're see the just,
0: three of them Just like They're so confused Like why I don't understand this And it's, it's, so he just goes <laughs> What Why <laughs> and So my thought And it finally made sense Now I understand The whole dog thing To a point It was like, protecting him It was for It was for protection you know, how does it work? <laughs> like, what do we do with this thing? <laughs> like, why do I need a dog? Um, I love it. How, and then, it, it. how does it work? Yeah. Uh, uh, feed it. Feed it. Let it sleep. <laughs> Call it a day. Yeah. Well, I love how he goes through it. And this is where Gaius just comes straight out and actually says it. I mean, hes it's the most he's going to say. He's like, um, your son, uh, uh, hmm. I, I, I know some people that were mildly fond of your son. Well, he's saying this because he says
1: he tells about the 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 um the law that um Quintus is putting in place, right? And he says if you see or hear of Matthew, let me know. And they go, is he wanted? Yeah. He's like, not officially, right? But if you see him, let him know. And then it leads into because there are I know some people who are mildly fond of your son. Yeah. And he's basically saying. Because he's fond of Matthew. Right. Like, in a brotherly friendship type way where he's like, he cares for him because he doesn't want to
0: see him. He's afraid that he's going to give up everything and lose everything. Right. Well, yeah, because that's what he knows. That's what he sees. It's all about that. You know, he doesn't understand anything about Jesus and what Jesus is is offering. I think Um, it would be cool if Gaius starts following sooner or later. Uh, and that's what I was kind of hoping for, but we'll we shall see, um, you know. And that's why I think he's going to, like I said, he'll probably like back Matthew up, kind of cover for him and and support him in one way or another. Again, right. it comes down to that whole thing of surrendering and, and understanding, you know, the winning side because he understands uh, that. Yeah, so to a degree, we'll see. So <clears throat> we get back to the disciples and they're basically heading up and they're going towards uh, Jezreel, um, and they're like they're going through Samaria like why why are we going through Samaria everybody is totally against it and um and i, I love jesus Matthew's like we're going 30 degrees in the wrong direction yeah like he's very specific he's like no we're no that's not where we're supposed to be going and jesus it, it's i love this because he rebukes them here he's like if we if we're going to have a question and answer session every time we do something you're not used to it's going to be a very annoying time for all of us for all right for, <laughs>
1: So I'd rather not have that.
0: But it was just I love how he said like straight up just it's gonna be a very annoying time. He just said straight up, he's like, You guys are annoying me. Just listen and do what I'm saying. And then he says he says and if we get if we get attacked, Simon will be happy to show us all what to do. And Simon's like, Yeah, I will. He's like he's like, Absolutely. Well the thing is, the
1: funny part about this is cause earlier in the episode, um, Jesus, was it Jesus? They were making fun of when they were leaving. They were making fun of how Simon. He's like, oh, you're not gonna fight your brother-in-law anymore every right. say, every other week now for money. Right. So they were about they were playing off of that line from the earlier part of the episode, but it was so funny because Simon's just like,
0: absolutely, it's like, absolutely. <laughs> 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 he's like, at first i thought he I, I thought he would respond differently but he's just like absolutely and i'm like oh okay that makes sense
1: now, the but thing is, he said it in a way it was like it could be sarcastic he could yeah. be serious right i'm like he's like absolutely I'm like, okay is he being serious i think he <laughs> is but in a sarcastic manner yeah like of course like i'm i'm gonna protect everybody yeah
0: <laughs> it was good It was so good Anyway They go up there And Jesus basically Sees the well And he's like Alright You guys all go Go into town Alright I'm gonna go over here And hang up at this well They're like You guys go there and, and meet me here When you're done Alright Because they, they needed More supplies They needed more They needed food They needed supplies They needed what they needed So he's like Go down there Get what you gotta get And I'll be up there So she He's hanging out He's waiting Taking some time And she comes up And he asks her for a drink and she ignores she him. Totally ignores him. He's like, uh, did you hear me? I was expecting <laughs> we do not serve your kind here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she she just kinda comes of he's like, Um, why are you talking to me? You're a Jew. And he's like, Oh yeah, right. I, I should have said please. <laughs> Which was true. I'm like, he was kinda of, he's like, Oh, could you give me a drink? Like just like whatever. Uh, give me a drink, Jew. No. Nah. <laughs> Lend me your tears. Uh, <laughs> So he's, And he says like If you knew who I am You'd be asking me for a drink <laughs> And I've got living water And she just wants to, Like okay whatever Prove it Like I, I don't understand This whole thing You know You drink People who drink this water Will never be thirsty again You know she's Again
1: like, Oh so you're saying That Jewish water Is better than our
0: water Right
1: <laughs> Yes
0: That's what I'm saying <laughs> Uh, it, it, she's just she's so like against all of it, so when she's basically asking him to prove it, he starts going off about the whole like you've had five husbands actually, and the man you're living with is actually not your husband. And she stops. Yeah, and, dead in her tracks. And and it's it's funny because he's going through all this stuff, and he's um he's just saying I'm here to break those barriers. I'm here to break all these different things that are that are. Blocking people to connect, you know, and to understand. And she's like, "Well, I'm not going to trust or believe any of that until the Messiah comes." Right,
1: and that's when the title of the episode comes out.
0: Well, she's going into it too. Is like, sh- her her questioning at this point. She goes, "Well, I can't go anywhere. Like, where am I supposed to go when I need God? I don't even have a temple that I can go to." And he's just like, "Anywhere, anywhere. God is is here." Spirit he's like, and he, truth. "Spirit and truth. Just pray in spirit and truth." And then he says right there, "The Messiah that you speak of, I am He." Ah, title drop. So, and so he's saying straight up, "I am the Messiah." And then he goes and explains all of her relationships in detail, why they went, uh, why they went south, why, um, you know, what happened here, everything. Why she thought this. Oh, when she smells oranges, it reminds her of the one guy that was a really good guy that she back when she was. Taking one from the market. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that makes sense. That's why she was there. It's like, okay. So he goes through the whole thing and he just says, listen, I came all the way to Samaria just to meet you. Did you think it was an accident? He's like, I came here specifically for you. And she's, because of her brokenness, because of everything, she is just like, why would somebody come here for me? You know? And who hasn't felt like that? Right, and he's like, and I am the
1: Messiah you're seeking. Right, and you're the first person I've told. Right, and she goes,
0: I'm going to tell everybody. He yeah. goes, Yeah, I hope you do. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm ready for it now. And it's, it's just, so she just gets, she freaks out. He must be the Christ. Runs off laughing and shouting. He told me everything I ever did. He's crazy. Look at him. He's the Messiah. He's he's here. He's the Christ. I don't so will ever, ever do that.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. He told me everything I've ever done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait a
0: minute. <laughs> that wouldn't excite me. Yeah, no, I know, I, it, was, it was strange, but, she, but that's, what, that's what blew her mind. That right. was her proof. And, and this whole part, he reminds me of that part in, in The Shepherd, when they all run into town that the Messiah, you know, that the Christ was born. Right. And it's just like this, where how excited she was, and she's like, I'm going to tell everybody just like they did. Yeah. Um, did you find the spotless lamb for sacrifice? <laughs> Smile. Um, and then, Simon. He's yeah. Like, he's, you you told her. Yeah. Like he's like, are you sure you told
1: her? And He's like, Jesus, is like, yeah. He's like, are you sure? Yeah. And you can see him. He's like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> even before it got there, uh, he's talking about. He's like, oh, you want some food? He goes, I have food to eat that you do not know about. And Andrew, Andrew, sitting there, stuff in the face, like, who gave you food? <laughs> Totally, just like dumb. Just who who, who gave you food? Right, <laughs> like, just not getting it. And I thought it was funny. Like Andrew, I, I feel like in the beginning of the of the show, like Andrew was very like he was the smarter one between him and Simon. But then when he became like a disciple of Christ, he just became a child. Like he just became like this, you know, kind of ignorant in a way, naive, naive right. kid. And it's it's so funny. Just like who gave you food? <laughs> And that's when you know Simon you is, see is Simon asking too,
1: him. Too his like excitement. Are you sure? Sh- like, like you told him? Yeah. And She's Jesus. Like yeah. He's like, are you sure? Yeah. So so, so we're really doing this. So we're really doing this. And then you see Simon just. I've never seen Simon so excited. Oh yeah. Yes. Like, yes. He just, we're doing. This is when the perfect cast scene comes up.
0: Oh yeah. So they as they're as they're doing that, they played a song uh, called Trouble, which was a very modern song that they kind of threw into it. Okay. It was a good sounding song. I, I I forgot who sings it, but it was it was called Trouble, was like Trouble Trouble. But it's like, yeah, there here we come, and we're gonna we're gonna cause some trouble. <laughs> You're gonna start flipping tables and stuff. <laughs> um, but we we go there, and like now we know, like all right. So we've seen some signs and wonders, you know, little ones that were he was trying to keep under wraps. But now now all the big stuff is happening, and I am so excited for it. I am so excited to see how they. Portray everything that we know is coming. Right, and as you said, we're going to see growth in Gaius. We're going to see continued growth in the disciples. We're going to see um, just a, a more of a uh, just passion against Jesus from uh, Quintus. Right, and I mean, I, I'm just yeah. And it's, I, I want to end up seeing that too. I want to see Gaius become a believer. Yep,
1: and then I want to see Gaius and Quintus
0: gladiator it out. Yes. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would I would be entertained. Because <laughs> I mean, they're both probably skilled.
1: But the cool thing, too, is what comes up to this is even the beginning of this episode, The Chosen. Mm-hmm. It, the Chosen, as much as it looks to The Chosen as he's choosing the disciples, mm-hmm. The Chosen as in the Jewish people are his chosen. Right, dates all the way back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Like exactly. Jacob says, he chose us. Right. And the cool thing is, too, is for all those listening, is he even chose all of us today too? He chose you. He chose me. Um, he chose Lee. Yes, he did. I'm trying to figure that part out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to figure that out too. And that's. Hey, I'm in the same boat as you were <laughs> with me. Um, but I'm beginning to see more and more. We have so many. We can be Matthew and we can jump at it when we know it's right. We could be Nicodemus and make the wrong decision. We could be Thomas. We could be Thomas. And which. Where is he? Where he's not there yet. Not there yet. Well, we know he's around somewhere. Um, We could be Gaius and be not knowing fully what's going on, Um, or we could be like Simon and just jump in. Yep. And or Mary and just, or like the Samaritan with the well and just. We know it in our hearts to be true. So let's, let's start to walk out what we believe. Right. Um, So, yeah, you know, just like we do most weeks, um, if you feel as though God's tugging at your heart um, in one way or another, if you haven't accepted Him into your heart, um, take some time now and, you know, just invite Christ into your heart to to come and save you, to rescue you, to be with you, to love on you. Mm. Um, As I pray for my daughters almost every night before they go to bed, Um, just pray that God comes in and infuses His Spirit with yours. That the throne room of heaven comes down and just invades your space, your living space, your living room, your bedroom, your car, wherever you're listening to this. Um, And just pray that His invitation, like last week's episode, will prove that He is the Messiah and that He can save you. And this whole message of being the chosen is also for us as well too, and it's for okay. you. Um, so don't take it lightly. If you feel God took it, if you feel God pulling at your heart right now, just take a few moments and just talk with Him for a little bit and see where yeah. He brings you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we definitely invite you guys just to just think about it, <laughs> think about it, and just and make a decision to to step towards it because His arms are open, His hand is there and um he stands I mean, at
1: the door of our, the door of our heart and he knocks yeah and he patiently patiently waits for us yeah um i know he waited for me i remember back in the day a friend of mine i'm on name drop here noah wells i was living in my own gunk and we grew up together and then one day he called me and he's like chuck i found god and i'm like really and i where, grew up, where which, was he? <laughs> I grew up in the church. I knew all about quote unquote God and everything that's going on, but I had walked away for a while, and he's like, and he did the same thing, grew up in the church. we both walked away for a little bit. He you know chose to walk back with God again. He's like, Yeah, I found God and it's awesome and all of this, and I'm like, yeah, it's great. he's like he's like, bro, you need to mm. you need to come back and I was like, yeah, you know. I walked the fence so many times where I've been in and out, in and out, in and out. And I'm like, I'm not going to decide until God really changes my heart because I want to be all the way in. Right, right. And a couple of years later, he grabbed my heart. And, you know, now it's been almost 11 years um, that I've been walking with God again. And the stuff that he's been doing in my life, it hasn't been easy. But, I mean, he's brought me... Friends like Lee, um, which I can probably honestly say is probably one of my best friends. Um, shows my standards. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 um, but no, to 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 find somebody out there that can share in common interests and just have fun. You know, I mean, would you say that we think similarly? A lot of like
0: or no? I'd say our um well didn't we just kill it with cranium when, when <laughs> you you and I versus the wives and it was like <laughs> It was way too easy. It was it was too easy. Like, is this a joke? Like how did we I like we were trying to get each other to guess something, but we said like half a word and we're like uh Grease Grease lightning or something ridiculous. And we like, how did we get that? Like <laughs> <laughs> just we knew we knew yeah no so yeah no i think i think you and i we think way too similarly will and be that, careful i'm taking your place oh boy well will and i we always we don't think the same and that's what makes our conversation so great so will and i for anybody who's ever seen the movie pulp fiction there's the conversation about a foot massage and that is basically everything between will and i is like it's always this argument about something so tiny or it could be a big deal or not big deal. Is a foot massage a big deal? Well, he gave somebody's wife a foot massage. Well, is that a big deal? It's not it's not worse than that. It could be something else. He's like, Yeah, well, would you give a guy a foot massage? No. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> and that and like one of us comes up with this one valid point and we're just like, ah, shuts the other one up. Like, okay, you win. You know, but we'll we'll do that for like a half an hour on a dumb little subject. See the thing
1: with you and me is we'll agree on so much. That like you said in one division of the other day, you're going to bring up the devil's advocate side of things just so that way you don't agree on everything. Right. You and I agree on so much. That I think we so often bring up the devil's devil's advocate side of things just to, you know. Just to mess with each other. With yeah. Each, yeah. <laughs> like the other day I'm texting him and I'm like. I text him a question, and I get a gift back. And I'm like, really? I get another gift back. And I'm like, can you <laughs> respond seriously? And I get another gift back. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm getting a little irritated with this. Thing. I'm like, yeah, this is a leak.
0: <laughs> like, Hey, Hey, those gifts worked out perfectly. They, though. That was, they, was, they were very relevant. And ever since then, now, if I ask a
1: question, I get a, I get the creepiest gift of Jack
0: Nicholson <laughs> smiling <laughs> Oh, that was from anger management when he was trying to uh, urge him at the bar. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but it's just, yeah. it's just, it's beautiful. But,
1: you know, I thought I had friends before. I thought, you know, I was making, you know, progress before I found God. But then as I started to walk with God, um, I mean, how ironic. We became friends being wise men. And yep. now we are wise men. <laughs> wise men. Uh,
0: wise guys. Yeah, so just, just for the history there, Chuck and I actually met. Well, we met before. I remember because I, I commented on your watch because yeah. I'm like, oh, nice watch. I got one too. Ha-ha. Um, but you you weren't having it at the time. You were just like, who are you? Yeah, I got this watch. All right, cool, whatever. And that was over at the Stoughton's Life Group. Well, was it really? <laughs> yeah. I remember it pretty vividly. Um, there was that. You remember what? I remember it pretty vi- uh, vividly. F- pretty vividly. <laughs> hey, as good as you said, like S- similarly, <laughs> so, 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 similarly, similarly, you said, similarly, similarly. Um, yeah, the few times we met, but we actually became friends while we were volunteering our time at our our Christmas event, the Christmas at the Crossing, and we were dressed up as wise men, and we um, we didn't have any lines. Uh, for this this live wise man thing there was there was one guy who had lines and we were just in the background but there were these carts these wagons being pulled by these big like F350s and I'm thinking I'm like I'm pretty sure back in like year 0 these trucks didn't exist and here are these people being carted around on them so I just rolled with this what matter of sorcery is this? This steel beast breathing fire! And the people on the wagon were just laughing, probably not laughing as much as Chuck was, at who, him. was who was hiding in the tent so people couldn't see his face, <laughs> laughing at Will and at Lee. At Lee. At, sorry. Yeah, oh, Lee. Man. I'm tired. It's yeah past eleven but o'clock. It's funny because later on that day, you were just like, we gotta hang out. <laughs> And, 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 and thus so begins. it began.
1: <laughs> and I realized I'm a huge movie buff. And I realized that Lee is just as much of a movie buff <laughs> and it just got better from there. Yeah.
0: But we did have it. I think what's cool about this is we've been doing this podcast right near talking about the chosen and right near, right, uh, right near, right meow. <laughs> it's really listen, late Listen now. to your meow. Right here.
1: <laughs>
2: Hey, look, actually, my boss, my
1: my boss at work, loves that, and he had a, a friend of mine. Um, he dared him with a customer who he's, <laughs> he's like, "How many game. times can you say meow?" <laughs> so, my boss, my manager, didn't believe he was going to do it, so he went over like in the corner, just watching from the side, and my friend, a couple like five or six times, was like, "So." Um, what we're gonna do right meow And he did it like, and the customer never caught on, right? Mm-hmm. And my manager is over in the corner breaking down, <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" He used the right meow on the customer, yeah, and it worked. <clears throat> but right, he didn't meow. do the whole nine. And yeah, yeah, yeah. meow, meow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Am I drinking from a saucer? <laughs> All dimly, dimly. Uh, Anyway. Um, but I think the funny thing is so we've been doing this. We've been focusing on, on this stuff, which is great. Now, what is lesser known is a few months ago, I said I said to you, and, you, and you, see, you got a little offended by it, but I think it actually sparked something and made some sense. I said, Chuck, I think we need to take our relationship to the next level. <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about? I'm just like, all we do is talk about movies. We need to talk about some stuff with some substance, you know, beyond just some... You know Hollywood, whatever, and I think that's what kind of sparked. I th- I think you and I saying, you know what? Let's talk about the Chosen. What better way to to speak truth and to talk right. about things that are that are you know truth than to take something that is cinematic right. and discuss it? And even even you know just everything else in our relationship has has grown in that way because. We're not just talking about, like, we're, yes, we'll make Star Wars, Star Trek jokes, whatever, all the time. But we still tie things back to a real conversation about real things now. Right. And I I think we're at, you know, there's that it's like this isn't even his final form. Like, I think we're at the point of our relationship where it's like, you know what, this is making sense now. And, yes, it is a fulfilling relationship. So I appreciate you, Chuck. Thanks so much for, for joining me on this adventure. Thanks for having um, me. I, I'm excited for us to get to, uh, to the season two, see where it's going to be going. And uh, yeah. So thank you all um, for, for listening, for being here with us. If you've made it this far... You should get a medal to to if to, to, to be able to listen to the two of us go back and forth and get totally sidetracked while with like head massagers and everything else <laughs> under
1: the sun. I, I listened to yours and Will's podcast and I was like I think I'm like, why can't you guys deviate a little bit? Yeah. We We deviate a lot. We deviate a lot. <laughs> Um, but before we close, are we gonna? Are we going to? A, can we officially announce?
0: Do you want to do it next week or two weeks oh, from now? Yeah, we well, gotta do it. So I actually just found. Um, <laughs> I was I was watching something with with the girls, and then something came up on the video feed, and it was the O'Leary girls, all singing "Eye to Eye" by Powerline. I'm thinking, I'm like, hmm, I want to find a karaoke version of the other song, the better one from the beginning of the movie, that stand up. Staying oh, yes. Up. Okay, so Chuck really, really wants us to do a goofy movie. I love it. Yeah, so Chuck wants us to do a goofy movie. Um, so I guess we're going to do it. Um, you know what? Do you want to drive on that one? Sure. Okay, so we're going to let Chuck drive for our, our so, uh, goofy but movie. So if you're good at doing notes, well, you're going to have to. God, no. Yeah, you, it's, hey, just chan- your, a Your time for growth, Chuck.
1: Taking notes on a movie? Yeah.
0: Bro, you know how to do it good. Oh, okay. I'm going to have uh, like... I'm sorry. Uh, I got to correct you there. Well. I know how to do it well. Okay. okay? Yes. True. (laughs) You can do it well. I can't. Um, (laughs) It's a weakness of... Because here's the thing.
1: You can... You'll have it nice and... I'll have like eight pages. And you'll have a quarter of that because you know how to bullet point it. Mm. I will just... I'll just go – what I'm
0: going to do, I'm going to look up the key script. Lines. Just get key lines. I'm going to look up the script. <laughs> I'm just going to print the script out. <laughs> okay. Well, that's. this is something we can discuss another time. But anyway, thank you guys so much. The plan will be Goofy Movie. You're welcome, Chuck. We'll, we'll call this a, a late birthday gift for you. Oh, awesome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next Tuesday, a Goofy Movie. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, I guess it'll be Saturday but yes
1: well, so Tuesday for us Saturday for you yeah all right you guys have a good one and with that good night guys.